Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you. Today's show should be great fun, folks, because we'll be trying to decide who are the greatest film comedians of the past and present. Happily, Comedy experts George Bettinger, Nancy Lombardo, and Steve Mendoza are here to help us do that. All three of them have important experience as actors in comics. For example, George has won acclaim with his uncanny impressions, Nancy appears frequently in Saturday Night Live skits, and Steve always makes people laugh with his amusing take on life. Plus, through the magic of imagination, we might even hear from a few comedy greats themselves. But before bringing our guests on, let's check with Nikki Starr to see if she's ready to help with the show. Nikki, uh, two questions. Are all the systems go in the chat room? And have you checked to make sure there are no whoopee cushions in the seats there? Well, I can't really say whether there's whoopee cushions or not, but all systems are ready to go. Well, great. Well, if we hear some weird noises from, from the chat room, we'll know uh, what's the cause of that. And thanks mm-hmm. to all of the people who are signing up to the chat. We really appreciate them, as well as our other listeners, of course. Um, let's bring them on now, uh, George and Nancy and Steve, uh, because we really appreciate them agreeing to be on our show today. Okay, but wait wait a minute. I see we have four very unusual callers and I better connect them before they change their minds. Now, this one is hard to believe. It's a gentleman calling himself, let me see, W.C. Fields. Mr. Fields, are you the W.C. Fields? Oh, yes, my dear. I'm so glad to be here, yes. You know, I once knew a woman who drove me to drink. Uh, That's the one thing I'm indebted to her for. Yes, indeed, my little chickadee. Well, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, W.C. I'm glad you called in. You know, we're talking about who are the greatest film comedians of the past and present, so your call is really very, very timely, and you're one of my favorites. You've made so many wonderful comedies. I love your work, but what do you think has been your most important contribution to uh, film comedy? I would have to say that the most important contribution was when I left the theater. No, I'm only kidding, my dear. (laughs) I enjoyed making all of my pictures, but if you want to know the truth, it was uh, My Little Chickadee with Mae West that was one of my favorites. Yes, indeed. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned My Little Chickadee because I think we have Mae West, who was your co-star in that film, I think she's on the on the line now, and I'm, I'm sure she'll want to say hello to you. I know that 
that it's sort of uh, rumored that the two of you didn't get along too well before making that movie, but but maybe well, it, maybe all the hatches. Am I right about that, May? Yes, May? I generally avoid temptation unless I can't resist it. <laughs> oh, may I kiss your hand, my dear? What symmetrical digits, yes. Well, a man in the house is worth two in the street. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I'll I'll bet I'll bet I'll bet I'll bet you think that may I'll bet you think that uh, it's best to be looked over than overlooked. Am I right about that? Oh yes, uh, it's not the men in my life that counts; it's the life in my men. <laughs> I agree. I agree, and I understand that you have two uh, two favorite kinds of of men. Uh, domestic, <laughs> domestic and foreign. <laughs> a man is like a fine wine. You don't know what you got till you pop the cork. <laughs> well, May, you really, you really are a corker yourself. And while you're here, while you're here, tell us what was your most important uh, contributions to comedy. Fashion. I did more for the bustle than any other broad alive. <laughs> and you and you saved Paramount from bankrupts, bankruptcy. Oh, yes. Do they even remember me Christmas? No. <laughs> they should, because they wouldn't be in business today if you hadn't saved them from bankrupt, bankruptcy back back in the day. So well, true. I'm, I'm so just So true. But yes, and and I love the way that you um poked fun at the puritanical society in movies like uh, I'm No Angel and uh, was it she done uh, Klondike Kate and what what were some of your other movies? Oh yes, oh yes. It's it. I used to be Snow White, but I drifted. <laughs> so you weren't in that. <laughs> yeah, I was in a lot. My Little Chickadee. So many well, films. Well, how did you like working with uh, W. C. Yes, my, my dear. Own. How did you enjoy our partaking of work together? Well, it's hard to be funny when you have to be clean. <laughs> that's that's true because the the the, uh, the uh, what is it the motion pictures censor society had to had to come on the scene because you were so uh, into the sexual innuendo. Uh, yes, way. yes, indeed, yes, indeed. They brought the Hayes office in. You know what they say? Money flies out the door when love comes in your window. Yeah. <laughs> Which it came in in your window with, with and me. And those who are easily shocked should be shocked more often. <laughs> <laughs> well said, well said. Well, I'm sure our panel members who are waiting patiently in the green room will take uh, everything that you two have mentioned to heart during our discussion later. So thank you so much, uh, May oh, and you're WC so for. Welcome. Ah, yes, indeed, my dear. Yes, indeed. Any time I'm available, I shall look you up and come up and see me sometime, yes. Oh, oh, would you? To air is human, but it feels divine, yeah. (laughs) W.C. is stealing your lines again, May. Yes, he is. But a hard man is good to find. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I see we have a a, a guy named Mr. Let me look again closer over here. Oh, yes, Mr. Jimmy Durante on the line now. Hi, Jimmy. Welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters. Cha-cha-cha. Thank you. How are you? 
just fine. I'm so glad that, that you could call in. You've made us very happy. Uh, and I'll ask you the same questions. What do you think is your greatest contribution to film comedy? Why, my dialect, of course, dear. <laughs> what about your singing? Oh, I can sing with the best of them. Ain't you seen me singing up there with that uh, bingo, uh, what's his name, that kid there with the thing? I, I excuse me. I didn't. I didn't hear hear that. Tell, say that again. Didn't you hear me singing with that Crosby fella? You know, oh. I taught him everything he knows. You taught? Oh, you taught Bing Crosby everything he knows, and and Frank Sinatra too. When you the two of you were singing, start out the isn't it? You you should start out each day with a song, and Absolutely. in the yeah. And what about Inka Dinka Do? Can you sing a few bars of that for us? Uh, it's a melody. It's a symphony. Ink, a dink a dee, a dink a dee, a dink a doo. Yeah, I, I'd like to hear that high note. <laughs> you, bet. you you do have, uh, Jimmy, about 50, because I was doing some research this morning about you, and you have about 54 soundtracks for movies, I think, because you're your singing it just just goes so well as background music. I I remember in uh, uh, Sleepless in Seattle, um, we buy very few of the background uh, uh, records, but we we got that one because we liked you singing as time goes by, and uh, you uh, make someone happy. Make that, that just was... someone happy, and you will be happy too. Oh, applause, applause. That that was that was so tender. <laughs> and we just and what do you consider your your biggest contribution to film comedy? Well, I gotta tell you, it's Frosty the Snowman. Frosty the Snowman, that right. Of course, they play it every year. Yeah, that that's a I like that answer, Jimmy, and thanks so much for calling in. I, I see that we have um, one more unusual caller, um, but he's visited once before. Welcome back to Movie Attic Headquarters, Groucho. Well, if you say the secret way, the duck will come down and give you $100, and uh, I certainly am happy to be here. And you know, Betty Joe, I've been trying to find you on Facebook. I, I want to become a Facebook friend. Well, I'm having a little trouble with Facebook, so so just uh, keep trying um, because I'm having trouble finding people too. But uh, it, it's so great to have you with us again. Are are you ready to tell us what your contribution is to film comedy? Well, you say it's great to have me, and it's nice being had. But I certainly would like to say that uh, the five greatest comedians in motion pictures were Groucho, Chico, Hoppo, Gummo, and Zeppo. And, uh, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I've got to stick up for my family. Well, you and your brothers, really, you still still make me laugh while watching all those Marx Brothers comedies. In fact, W.C. Fields said, um, and if he's still on the line, he can verify this. Oh, yes, that I'm you still were... here, my dear. I'm still here. I have not disappeared yet, no. Well, well good. Well, well, I think I, I read somewhere, uh, W.C., that you said the Marx Brothers, were the only, that was the only act that you wouldn't, you, you didn't want to follow. I'll tell you a true story. Go ahead. Why don't you tell him, Bill? Tell him the story about vaudeville and how you wouldn't follow us. I'll tell him myself, Groucho. (laughs) Yes, indeed. 
It was in 1914, I was playing at the Roxy Theater, and I was supposed to follow the Marx Brothers, but I told the manager of that theater that I couldn't juggle that day because my knuckles had nankus on the kabankus. Yes, yes, indeed. That's a true story. You know, he he didn't want to go on, and uh, we, we had an extra hour to play around, and Hoppo played the hop, and Chico played the piano, and it was very nice. <laughs> well, that's one thing. You and your brothers uh, together, I mean, the the talent that, that you all had. It's not fair to compare uh, the Marx Brothers with just with one with one uh, comedian but uh i i still enjoy watching all of those marx brothers movies on turner classic uh, movies and uh i know that our panel members are getting impatient over there in the green room so i i better bring them on um and groucho i'm so glad that you're you're uh, with us and and of course uh Groucho and Jimmy and May and uh, WC, uh, please feel free to stay throughout the film, throughout the program. But we need to bring our uh, scheduled guests on now. And uh, let's say hi first to George Bettinger, host of the Mom and Pop Shop Show on HotMix106.com. George, congratulations on the success of your terrific radio show. Oh, thank you, Betty Joe. It's so great to be with you here on Movie Addict Headquarters. I love your show, and I love the way you keep the classic movies alive. That's wonderful. Well, we we try, and uh, there are a lot a lot of people who still enjoy the classic uh, movies. And speaking of a terrific radio show, here's Nancy Lombardo from the Very Funny Comedy Concept Show here on Blog Talk Radio. My favorite. Hi, Nancy. What? Who let her on? <laughs> <laughs> I That's try crazy, to get around every chance I get. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, thanks for for being with us today, uh, Nancy. I I know how busy you are with all your acting and comedy gigs. And our last but not least panel member is new to our show. It's Steve Mendoza, the witty host of the Steve Mendoza Show here on BTR. Steve, welcome finally to Movie Attic headquarters. Thank you, Betty Jo. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad you could uh, finally be with us, Steve. And, and now it's time to get into the business of the uh, get-together, which is to find out who all our panel members pick for the best film comedians of the past and present. We get we get uh, five votes for the uh, for the past and five votes for the present um, each. And I I'm going to try to tally the uh, votes to see if we agree on um, on who are the top comedians of the past and of the present, and then we'll we'll see um, which ones that we all agree on, and and we'll talk about them. We'll we'll see how the discussion goes from there. So, Steve, why don't you start it, start us out? Who are the, uh, in your opinion, the uh, top film comedians of the past? Well, I've got to tell you, this is a tough one for me because I had a hard time drawing a line at where the past should end. And so I kind of broke it down into, I, you know, we're all here at Movie Attic Headquarters. I'm sure we're all silent movie fans. Yeah. And it, it shouldn't really stop at the end of the silent period. So I think I went up to right around the 1930s and 1940s era. And I have to say, for my top two, I'm tied with Charlie Chaplin and Buster Keaton. Oh it's, yeah, they uh, were great. Buster yeah, Keaton yeah. and who was the other one? Charlie Chaplin. Uh, oh, of course. Tied, it's tied for me because it's like apples and oranges, trying to choose which one is better. There's so many moments that they each have for me personally. 
I mean, I can remember growing up and seeing these films being shown at the pizza parlor because there was a local pizza place <laughs> that uh, everybody loved going out for pizza. And, of course, they had the silent movies running throughout the whole um, the place. That There were several video screens where they would show the Keystone Cops and they'd show all the Matt Senate movies and Hal Roach movies. And the ones that I loved the most, I fell in love with, were Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin. So they're Good. tied for me at number one. Okay, that's your number one tie. All right, go ahead. Um, This may be cheating a little bit because it's a team. Uh, I'm going to go for Laurel and Hardy, number two. He just read off my whole list. (laughs) (laughs) You've got Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton, Laurel and Hardy, but you're getting you're you're uh, you're pretty clever. You're getting the getting uh, two of these in for uh, yeah for votes. Okay, so you still have. Three more that you can mention. Uh, well, I think rounding out my list, I have uh, Fatty Arbuckle because I was always a porky kid growing up, and I got made Aww. fun of. Then I saw, you know, this guy can make films. I could do something too someday. And, you know, I saw him just being tossed around and tossing other people around and having fun with Buster and whatnot. I thought Fatty Arbuckle, that's a really cool guy. So I think he's on my list as well. And I think I want to round it off with Harry Langdon in the silent period. Harry Langdon. Okay, I'm not familiar with him, but that's that's an interesting list. And um, what about your uh, uh, present top five? Present, I kind of went from around, I haven't really narrowed that one down to five, so I'll just try and pick through. I have about eight or ten of them. I'll try and pick through it. Um, the ones that I love from that period to the present time, because um, I feel that there's another separation that needs to come in that because I find that, you know, the people from probably the 30s to the 70s, there's a great big difference in the comedy styles, and so there are certain eras that I kind of wanted to pick apart. Um, But from the earlier part of it, I would say that there's Bob Hope and Jerry Lewis probably that I would pick out of that whole mess that I have here. Jerry Lewis and? Bob Hope. And Bob Hope. Yeah, those, so those are the two. Be, I'd say Jerry Lewis is my favorite. I'd put him ahead of Hope. I think Hope is uh, just one of the best, the fastest, you know, responders of all time. And he's he's got a joke for everything. And he was one of the one of the real rounded out professional guys that could dance as well as sing. And he was just complete funny to me. Those are good good choices. And and do you have three others? Uh, yeah, so I separated that out a little bit, and I think we're going to get a little bit closer in time. We're going to go with Peter Sellers. Uh, just the master of disguises and voices, it was something that really kind of as a kid made me think, I get in trouble for doing those voices in school all the time, so maybe I could also do that for a living someday, because <laughs> that looks like fun. You know, and Peter Sellers was just one of the first guys that I saw that wasn't just a comedian as himself. He played versatile characters, and it just really made my motor run. Another good choice. And then I think we're going to get into a little bit more modern times. Uh, I think Jim Carrey is uh, really great, Um, and his films are probably going to last a long time because a lot of the newer ones, you're not sure if they're going to last. Like, say, Buster Keaton and Charlie Chaplin, their films have lasted 100 years, and they're still hilarious as they were 100 Mm -hmm. years ago. you know, you're not really sure if these current people will last, their films will last 100 years, but I certainly think they will last a long time. 
Um, my next one would be Robin Williams. Okay, so you have your, your list then. Uh, Jerry Lewis, Bob Hope, Peter Sellers, Jim Carrey, and Robin Williams. A great list, and I, I we should move now to Nancy. Nancy, who are your um, picks for the top uh, past film comedians? Now, uh, is this under care, care, they have to be comedians, or they have to be just funny? Film comedians. Film, film comedians. comedians? Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my number one choice, which is Gracie Allen. Oh, I think Gracie good. was just the most brilliant, brilliant comedian ever. She had wonderful <laughs> delivery. She was nice. She knew how to tell a joke and set him up and knock him down. You sound just like her. <laughs> okay. Gracie Allen, good. A, a excellent first pick. And uh, uh, yeah, Gracie Allen. I didn't know if we wanted to go, you know, how far back we want, because, I mean, if you're doing silent film, I would say Mabel Norman. Mm-hmm. Uh, then if you're doing uh, con- contemporary uh, talent, I would just have to say Kristen Wiig. Wig. Mm-hmm. I just think she's she's brilliant. And then we're putting doing, her on your we're putting her on your present, the top of the present. Okay, Kristen okay. Wiig. And okay. then uh, for all around endurance, Betty White. Uh, okay. And I would say for versatility, I'd have to go with Peter Sellers. Well, we're seeing already some some uh, similarities. So for the past, you've just uh, you have. Uh, uh, Gracie Allen, Mabel Norman. So there's not any. Um, so only two on your list for the, the com- uh, film comedians of the past. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's go to George now. Well, did I have five altogether? Didn't I have five? Well, you have five altogether, uh, but you're okay. allowed to have five under under the movie addict headquarters rules. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> you're allowed to have five, but you don't have to have five. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, All right. If you think of any, anybody else uh, after we finish with, with George and after we hear my list, we'll, we'll come back to you. George, you're on for past comedians of the past. Oh, well, listen, are you going you to agree with Groucho that it's uh, I am all certainly the Marx gonna, Brothers? I have to say, listen, I was listening to what everybody said, and my favorite comedians are Nancy Lombardo and Steve Mendoza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, uh, that's, choice, that's great. They're excellent mine too. But, but but another rule is a film. Well, maybe you, Nancy's been in some films. Yeah, and yeah. Have you been, been in some, some films? films? <laughs> yes, I have. We can't. Are talk you about running the films for office, George? I had lines. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I had lines too, but I got some cold cream. No, listen. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I listen. You know this is important to me because the theater is really in my blood, and my blood is in a lot of theaters. But seriously, um, I, I have to say that a lot of the people that you spoke about are the ones that I like too. I wrote down uh, Buster Keaton. This is my favorites: Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Laurel and Hardy. And the Marx Brothers, as as the older days. Mm-hmm. And the present. For the present, um, interesting. Woody Allen, Mike Myers. I love when he does um, all of his, uh, you know, spoofs on those 1960s spy pictures. You know, when he does Austin Powers. Yeah. I like. I think Eddie Murphy. I think Christopher Guest is wonderful. And also, I have to agree with what Steve said. I I do love Jerry Lewis. I think Jerry Lewis, I think that that he gave so much to film. We don't even realize. I mean, he just did so much that, I mean, he he invented things like, you know, the... uh, 
having the camera next to the video camera next to the film camera so you can rewind video and see what you're doing. Yeah, I mean he did he he was very innovative. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a that's a good a good point. So so you have um Woody Allen and Mike Myers, Christopher Guest and Jerry Lewis. You you have room for one more. Uh, oh yeah, I, day. You throw Eddie Murphy in there. I like I like the I like his his um his nutty professor films, but he was very smart when he made those films. He made Jerry Lewis the executive producer, which which because Jerry made the first nutty professor. Right. Yeah, right. Okay, so you have uh Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, Harold Lloyd, Laurel and Hardy, the Marx Brothers for the the top five comedians of the past. You've got Woody right. Allen, Mike Myers, Christopher Guest, Jerry Lewis, and Eddie Murphy for the present. So uh, those are excellent suggestions, and I do see that we're we're getting some similarities. And um, mine for the past are Mae West. I uh, I really really uh, enjoy all of your movies, Mae. So I hope you're you're happy that I put you on my list of uh, top comedians. I'm glad you did, though. I'd have to shoot you. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> I'm under pressure. I'm under pressure here. And I don't know how many times as a little girl I imitated Mae West in dance recitals, and um, it was just so much fun to do that. And I, I, I don't think I was alone in doing that. Um, I I consider Madeline Kahn of the past because she passed passed on, and I also have Buster Keaton. I'm telling you, I cannot watch any of those Buster Keaton movies on Turner Classic uh, movies without being totally exhausted at the end, but just <laughs> laughing hysterically. And I think he Do you just, know the story, Betty, behind him not smiling? No, I don't. What is that? Oh, well, when he, when he was a kid, he was part of his parents' act. And part of the act was that they would throw him around the stage. And they said, you better not look like you're afraid. <laughs> oh, no. That's true. Yes, that's true. I read that. That's a true story. Well, oh, no wonder he wasn't that's... smiling. I I did hear that when he was uh, only six months old, that he uh, t- uh, tumbled down the the stairs. <laughs> that's well, I think they threw him down the stairs, but <laughs> <laughs> that was part of the act. Just tossing that poor kid around. Don't look afraid. He fell down like the stairs. He, he he fell down the stairs, and Harry Houdini said, "What a buster that kid is!" And that's how he got the name. That's how he got the name. I think that's yep. that's, a, that's a true story. That was in Vaudeville. Oh yep. my gosh! Well, well, he's got uh, over a 150 uh, acting credits on the Internet Movie data, Database. 150, and evidently he used the the camera. Uh, well, he he had his own own company for a while, and and he was so creative and oh, he was brilliant. Everything that he did in in the movies that he had total control over. And um, then well, I you know, Buster, was, Buster, by the way, Buster also helped a lot of other comedians. He worked with Lucy and uh, Lucille oh. Ball, who we haven't mentioned yet. And he he um, he worked with Red Skelton and a lot of he was Buster was always under contract to MGM helping people out. He would help out scripts. They would send them to him and he would, you know, pump them up with gags and everything. He was really quite brilliant. There was uh, yes. I can't remember if it was the actress who played the old woman of the Titanic or was another famous old actress who told the story that she was a young girl in Hollywood. And um, 
she was hanging, you know, her and Buster Keaton were friends, and he goes, well, I've got to go to this party. And she goes, oh, can I go? And he goes, oh, no, it's not the kind of party you go to. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, he was, like, protecting her honor. I think it was a Fendi Arbuckle yes, party. Yes, But he, he was, was very always much, he, uh, the yeah. gentleman when it came to young, the young actresses. Yes, he was. He really was. He was a gentleman. He was a very well, kind man. Yeah, I oh, read that. He is just a king of comedy, as far as as far as I'm concerned. And I, he is one. Of, Steve has mentioned him, put him on the list, and and George, and and I have him on my list. And and uh, Nancy is speaking very highly of Buster Keaton. And then I had Lucille Ball, which uh, uh, well, I'm glad to know that Buster Keaton helped Lucille Ball because that lady is one of the best slapstick comedians. But she that, started that, out as a serious actress. She was yes, a serious know, actress. Mm-hmm. And right. ended she up was... as a television comedian, not so it, much. In the, 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 I'm, I'm t- I think maybe her breakout comedy role, which was uh, Dry Wit, which still will be all, my all-time favorite woman film, which is Stage Door. Yes, yes. Yes, she she started out as a as a straight, but she wound up getting into little bits in like a Stooges short, or she wound up, you know, um, with the Marx Brothers in room service. She she they they didn't quite know what to do with Lucy, but they knew she was greatly talented. And eventually, thank goodness that TV show came about because it's just as funny today as it ever was. Oh yes, it's timeless. There's no doubt about that. But but the mo- movie that I saw her in that just had me in stitches practically all the way through was the Fuller Brush Woman. Mm-hmm. And she had so many, I mean, I don't was know Bob how. how she, was what? Who was in that, the Fuller Brush Woman? That Lucille Ball. And besides her, I meant the male co star. Well, I, she just overshadowed everybody. I, oh, think, okay. I think Bob Hope might be in that, yeah. I, I think, think Bob Hope was in that, but I'm not sure. Well, he might have been or Eddie Albert. Uh, I, I, I think I would have remembered if it was Bob Hope, but she... She just had so many, you know, uh, slapstick moves in that that I, I I remember her with that. And of course, uh, she's known mostly for for television, but she's I think she's made. Uh, I got it here, Eddie Albert. Eddie yeah, Albert. that's what I said, Eddie Eddie Albert. Green yeah. Acres. Yeah, yes, yeah. Eddie so. Albert, indeed. And then W C Fields, uh, W C. I um, oh, you yes, being on the show has helped you get onto my onto my list as a, a top. Uh, Comedian of film comedian of the past, so uh, so congratulations, WC, and I'm glad oh, you're here with us. thank you, thank you, my dear. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Yes, indeed, we have to go out for a little nip and tuck together. One nip and they <laughs> tuck you away for the night. Yes, <laughs> I can hardly wait. <laughs> so, but uh, with WC Fields, it just seems like he had sort of a childhood similar to Buster Keaton's then, because. The story is that uh, that he had a very abusive father who even what hit him in the head with a shovel and he mo- W C Fields moved out. I think uh, I think that was the last W C Fields saw him is when he hit his father with a shovel. Yeah, right, George. The, the, yeah, the, oh. way, the way the story goes is yeah. that W C got so angry that he hit his father with a shovel and oh, uh, he hit the father. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but you know, that. a lot of a lot of his stories were hypocritical. He made up a lot of things as time went on. A classic W C Field story is that you know he was never a religious man, but before his death, only a few days before his death, somebody caught him reading the Bible, and they said, "Bill, what are you doing reading the Bible?" And he replied. Looking for loopholes, yes. 
that's just what I love him for. Is that sort of, and then and then this pessimistic attitude. But but his little little shtick that he he did in every every movie. I mean, with the yeah. with the hat or a cane or the juggling that he. he as he, you know, when he did get his fame, I think on stage as a, as a juggler, and just everything just was so uh, smooth. Even when it was, you know, things were dropping or falling or something. Oh, he, he just was made... so great. His timing was incredible. You know, he used to do a juggling trick where he would take a hat, a cane, and a cigar, put them on his foot push his foot up into the air, and the hat would land on his head, the cigar in his mouth, and the cane in his hand. Oh, my gosh. I, that is just, he was so, he was so talented. So, so I have uh, those five, Mae West, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn, I have her on there because nobody uh, could do musical and comedy together. She was also a very nice lady, you know. I had the and pleasure you, in, yeah, and George, I had the opportunity you actually to meet her. interviewed uh, yeah, Madeline Kahn, nice. and you were nice enough to to let us have that uh, that interview that we played during our special tribute to she was Madeline so natural. Kahn. She was so natural when you met her, and the same person. I mean, the same voice. That she was so sweet. She was very, very endearing person. Really, uh, very down to earth. And it's she sounded like that in the uh, yeah she was in in the interview that you uh, so listeners if you haven't heard our tribute to uh, Madeline Kahn in this interview that uh, this wonderful interview that George did with Madeline Kahn check the archives just go up in the search uh, area and put in uh, Madeline Kahn uh, tribute show and uh, I I know that you will enjoy it so so my uh, present day comedians top are. And I'm looking at this, and now I know why I have most of these on here. Rowan Atkinson, Jack Black, Will Ferrell, Jim Carrey, and Kristen Wiig. And what is the thing about all of these, evidently, that I like? They just, you can just look at, look at them. They don't have to say anything. And they're funny. Yes. <laughs> I would like to add one, one foreign one in there. Uh-huh. Uh, Roberto uh, Benigni. Benini. Yes. Oh, Roberto, Roberto Benini. Benini. Ciao, bella, Roberto Benini. I want to kiss everybody in the audience and make a love to the whole world. Oh, he, thank he is... you for calling in, Roberto. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful of you to call in. I'll never forget you when you went up to accept your Oscar. Oh, hysterical. Thank you too much. I love everybody very much. I want to kiss you from head to toe. <laughs> <laughs> you just, you didn't even have to go out in the aisle. Just, he climbed over everybody. It was climbed, wonderful. Climbed over everybody. So, so, so that's a good one. But well, that I is, just, I mean, as a, if you were going to say best foreign clown today, I would have to say him because physically the, the man could say nothing and just does a look and a turn, and you're crying. You're crying. Johnny Toothpick, any of those films. He just. Yeah, he was. That's a great choice. I I really do think that that's that that's a great a great choice. Well, it's interesting. Oh, I do want to. Um, I was worried when I put Jim Carrey on my list because, well, I I really have been a fan of Jim Carrey's ever since uh, Ace Ventura, and um, I've, I've followed his career. In fact, I'm looking up right over uh, to my right on a shelf above my. Uh, computer and there's a there's a big Jim Carrey photograph uh, and I had written to him after Ace Ventura 2 
I was a little unhappy with that one, and so I wrote to him and gave him some advice about his career. I know. So he sent me back this. This is the picture, and this is the autograph, and it's sitting up on this shelf, and it's looking at me so sad, and it says, Spank you very much, Jerry. <laughs> Oh, that's cute. That's great. So anyway, but I was worried because I I didn't think that there was anything in the offing for him. You know, I just love to see him on, I mean, nobody does the rubbery body movements and the flexible facial Well, <laughs> the problem is he's, he's caught betwixt and between in that he's also a very good dramatic actor, yes. and that yeah. everybody just keeps wanting to put him in rubber face roles. I mean, he was in that uh, uh, I Love You, Philip Morris. Yes. And, you know, he was the guy, the true story of the man was really, the guy was an incredible con man. Mm-hmm. And it was just, but no matter what, it seems like he wants to be more of a serious actor, but they keep just pushing him back. Yeah. And saying, be well, I kind of hope he stays with comedy, I, because he's just, I but mean, nobody can do in script. comedy what, what he does, and I just I just wish. But anyway, I saw a little preview this morning for a film called The Incredible... Bert Wonderstone, which is coming out March, I think March fifteenth, and I don't know why they haven't been doing more publicity for it. And it's a, it looks great. It's it's got Jim Carrey and um, Steve Buscemi and the magicians, and I think oh, Steve Carell is in it, and it looks really good. So that that's something that we can look forward to, and we don't have to worry about Will Ferrell uh, having roles because <laughs> he's in it. There are two types of pictures being made today, those with Will Ferrell and those without Will Ferrell. <laughs> and Jack Black, you know that he's going to be. And on Wacko Bob's, show, uh, uh, Wacko Bob's show this morning, they were giving us a lot of uh, plugs for our show this afternoon, and they they were talking about uh, famous, I mean, great film comedians. And their suggestion was to put Jack Black and Will Ferrell together in um, – uh, as Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Wow. <laughs> Maybe Jack that. Jack Black and, and who? Will Ferrell together. And and Abbott. Abbott. Jack Black and Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to call Bob Greenberg on this one. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know whether I could stand seeing the two of them in a, in a movie together. And uh, the Kristen Wiig, I know she hasn't made um, that many movies, but she was so funny in Bridesmaids that mm-hmm. I think she's got she's really got the and, talent. And having like well, most you know, doing sketch work, uh, background sketch work on SNL, and watching her process is just amazing because she will go in a minute just from being her to a character with such subtleties that I just yeah. think she's brilliant. I think she's brilliant. She That's is. wonderful. That's wonderful. The, the the experience that you've had, Nancy, being on SNL and just being there every day for, you know, for watching them do all these things, that is incredible. You, you could write well, a book about many, it. Well, not every day, but yeah, the, the, the times or whatever, you know, uh, 20-something times I've been there or worked there, uh, it's it's great. It's just a great experience because you're part of it, and they work with every everybody on it uh, with an equality. Like mm-hmm. they play off of you, and it's it's a very equal show, and just right. but Kristen Vig and Bridesmaid, which I thought was so well written, too. It's just it was uh, it it was hilarious. I mean, it was uh, there were a couple of scenes I wouldn't have put in there because my inner church lady would have rebelled. <laughs> but it, but watching a woman hilarious. have a total breakdown of her entire life while her friend gets married. 
It's just yes. breaking it down that you have not achieved anything. You can't give your friend the, the party she wants. You, uh, you're not in a good relationship. <laughs> I know. Well, it was And you have a failed business. It's like, I'm the loser. <laughs> I know. You really feel it in that movie. You really feel what she's going through. It's incredible. What a fun discussion that was, folks. You know, it aired live here on Blog Talk Radio about two years ago, uh, but this seems the right place to end the tape and uh, to give a big shout-out to Nancy Lombardo, George Bettinger, and Steve Mendoza for being such terrific, multi-talented guests, and to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, and special thanks to Nikki because of everything she does for Movie Addict Headquarters, and to Danny Dyer and Richard B. Smart for their uh, technical assistance, as well as to our chatters and other listeners. Now, uh, in today's chat, we were uh, very... uh, Happy to have Comedy Concepts, uh, Nancy Lombardo, of course, in the chat room, and Lena J, and other people who were coming in and out, and we really appreciate your uh, participation. Um, I hope that everyone enjoyed the show. I, I enjoy it every time I listen to it, and I do want to encourage you to check out the Comedy Concepts show hosted by Nancy Lombardo right here on Blog Talk Radio every Monday and Friday morning at 10.30 Eastern Time, as well as the Mom and Pop Shop show hosted by Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger, on Dreamstream Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Please don't forget all the diverse shows on the Wacko Network here on Blog Talk Radio. There's something for everybody in the Wacko wheelhouse. Please come back next time for our summer films preview with two of our favorite guests. There are the critics, A.J. Hockery and Mac Bates. And in the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. And in honor of film comedians, we've been talking a lot about them, great film comedians of the past and the present. Let's call on one of the greats herself. Lucille Ball. She'll take us out with her very funny burlesque number from the movie Dance Girl Dance. Now it's complete with hecklers, sound effects, and a wind machine, and I think you'll really get a kick out of it. But you'll have to be a little bit patient here while I look for Lucy on the switchboard, and it's going to be worth your wait. And I'm getting closer and closer, and closer, and here's Lucy. And fortunate to present to you in her daring novel specialty, Manhattan's Tiger Lily White. Give them all you got, baby. They couldn't take it. Goody, goody, just a baby in the woodies. 
Love has got me worried and perplexed. Oh, yeah. Gosh, oh, gee, I want my mama. Goodness me, I need my mama. Maybe she could tell me what comes next. I'll tell you. My mother told me there'd be days like this when I wouldn't know what to do. She told me what not to do. She said some boy would take me in his arms and tell me, oh, what lies. But did mother realize the boy would be you? <laughs> or you? She means me. No, not you. Oh, me, you? me. It's a date, honey. <laughs> or you? What boat you off, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> My mother told me, better count to ten. Then if that doesn't do the trick, start counting again. I counted up to ten a thousand times, but I kissed him anyhow. Oh, mother, tell me, what do I do now? days like this, when the wind would begin to blow, and I wouldn't know where to go. She said the night would be so cold and dark, and I'd be all alone, and every dream I own would blow away. told me, baby, you keep warm, keep your little self bundled up when you're caught in a storm. <laughs> she told me just exactly what to do, but didn't tell me how, oh, mother, mother, 